Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Right, we are back from uh, our respective Thanksgiving uh, locales. Um, did anybody have a? Uh, does anybody's family have a like a you know a unique Thanksgiving uh, food item? Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think I really have any. We just kind of silently stare at each other, and oh, you know how how's, how. Oh, unfortunately, now it's a house work discussion, which. I'm like you know, you know what I like on holidays? Not working. Uh, so I, I guess Sean, you'll you'll actually be be working. It would seem so. so yeah, even... uh, retail retail marketing life. Um, but I mean, I, I wouldn't. I don't know that I would qualify like passive aggression as a a unique huh. Thanksgiving item. Max, no, how about you? Mine, um, I I can't think of anything unique on the table. I think we might be a little unique in how how late my. Uh... The Irish Catholic side of the family eats their Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> by the time we get around to it. Um, it allows me to actually do, I do two Thanksgivings, so we can go eat with uh, my dad's side of the family at what is, I think, typical Thanksgiving time, like maybe one or two in the afternoon, a big feast. Mm-hmm. And then we can drive to Connecticut and we have another Thanksgiving dinner at, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock. <laughs> I'm, I'm, of course, I'm, of course, thinking of the, the Annie Hall scene where you have his his like Thanksgiving or big meal situation. And then you have uh, Annie's Thanksgiving situation and the disparities and, and the way that the shot is cut to is really funny with how different the families are and the different eating and everything. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd say that with all those, you'll get it, some. Neither dinner has anything strange on, on the table mm. that I can. No, uh, no squirrel. No. Well, I mean, don't you want... I, I think it's good to diversify, have some other small game, um, you know. <laughs> Turkeys these days are actually pretty big game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, since since you guys are not getting or, or didn't get anything special, I guess I won't uh, I won't cause you to, to salivate over uh, oysters, mosca, and, and that sort of stuff. But suffice it to say that... Uh, down in New Orleans, I had myself a pretty pretty good eating week, um, and then did what uh, millions of people here in America will do after stuffing themselves full of food on Thanksgiving. Uh, Give watch, Jeff Bezos money? Uh, <laughs> not necessarily. I do that lots of days, uh, directly <laughs> or indirectly. But um, but no, I'm talking about watching football. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, and and actually there. The, yeah, I'll, I'll probably do that too. I know Max, you, you'll you'll be watching. Well, you guys already did that because it's because it's after football. Thanksgiving, and we definitely are not pre-recording this before any of us split town for the holiday at all. <laughs> no, well, there might be football on. Uh, yeah, no. I, and God I, damn it, Pierce. I, I, I. I We're a little that... frazzled by recording technology, so it's hard to keep mm-hmm. up the the mystique. I don't remember it. if he watched any football. Yeah, I don't. I see. I well, this is if, because, of course, this is sort of about me in a way. But I'm having I'm having difficulties with with football of late. Uh, to just kind of many of us, okay. Well, sure. No, but I have very particular difficulties. Okay, 
as as you both know, I have I have three football jerseys. They happen to be the same the same player, all three of them, and they are three different jerseys. And One since the- you have lived in Virginia your entire life, I assume they're all Robert Griffin the third, right? Uh no, they're unfortunately not. Though I bet those are on sale. No, I have a college jersey, I have an NFL jersey, and I have an NFL Pro Bowl jersey. Yes. <laughs> Eli Manning went to the Pro Bowl one year because as as Maxwell knows, he has won the Super Bowl twice against uh someone who doesn't believe in sunscreen. Um so Yeah, they vote I, they vote for the Pro Bowl way before that. Anyways, uh <laughs> I I'm at a difficult time because my NFL fandom uh, of the Giants is wholly tied to Eli Manning, who I've been following since his first um, his first game at Ole Miss, and when he was drafted by <laughs> when he was drafted by the Chargers and then said Nah Dog and went to the Giants. I've that's been my team ever since then, and as his career maybe comes to an end. Uh, <laughs> I Hopefully. I I am at the point now where I am struggling with something that is kind of part of our bigger topic today, which is how do you deal with a player being the basis for your fandom of a team? Yeah, so so yes, you you have correctly hit on the fact that uh the the end of the Eli Manning era in East Rutherford, New Jersey and and really more likely than not the end of the Eli Manning era in the NFL is uh it's in sight it's i mean we're not going to make it to you know we, we certainly were never going to make it to the the transfer of power to Ivanka Trump in 2024 um not because she was elected but you know uh but now we're probably not even going to make it uh to to the point where uh the Democrats win the House and then impeach and fail to remove Donald Trump from the White House uh, with Eli Manning still in the NFL. Oh, I, I, I yeah, I, 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 I see. <laughs> Strange way to put I, it. I, I, was, I was looking for the, the, the thread there. Um, I'm saying we've got 18 months tops. Yeah. Uh, and he will be he will be well paid. Let's let's get that straight. He's going to be well paid through throughout all this. So I'm not concerned. He has about been he has been well paid throughout all yeah. of this. Apparently, being NFL quarterback uh, and just playing every Sunday for 210 weeks straight or however many that's 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 a good business model for for him. But yeah, yes. I, I mean, I th- what it makes me think about in in the larger thing, and uh, I think that uh, is that. And I think I do this with sports maybe than maybe more than people do normally, and I want to ask you guys. But my fandom a lot of times is based off of a player and not – I mean I like the Nats and the Wizards to an extent because of proximity, and that's kind of something we've talked about before. But if your fandom is entirely based on a player, like how – is that is that weird? Am I am I atypical, or or are a lot of people like I will watch whatever team this person is on? I think that you're not atypical, but I think you're following the model that matches not hardcore fans, but matches kind of casual fans. 
which, I mean, I think by and large you would probably characterize yourself as a casual NFL fan, right? Well, at this or maybe point, not. Well, sir, now yeah. you're kind of not one. Well, and, and so it's an easy time for me to like sunset my fandom as I watch in the NFL a lot less. I, d- I don't follow it. I wouldn't say that, but um, so like I, I feel like I'm not maybe the most qualified to make a, a statement on whether it's typical or not because I have retained fandom for my uh my local my my hometown teams but they've also they have had you know they've all had franchise cornerstone like ring of honor number retired hall of famey type players in my lifetime the saints have had drew Brees and deuce McAllister and joe horn and uh alvin Kamara, who i uh I predict will, uh, you know, hold a dearer place in my heart than than some distant family members, uh, before too long. Um, and then the you know the the Pelicans, nay Hornets, uh, have had Baron Davis and Jamal Mashburn, followed by Chris Paul and David West, followed by uh, a brief fallow period that we don't talk about. Uh, followed by Anthony Davis and now DeMarcus Cousins. Um, so I, I've been, I guess I've been incredibly fortunate uh, in that mm-hmm. I have been able to continue liking my hometown teams because they have continued to have good players, even if the team results haven't always been good. Yeah. And so, like, for me, I think the difference is, as you mentioned, a lot of different people. And, and Max, I think of you and you're from a locality that cares a lot about now their football team. I don't know that they always care about it so much, but certainly the, the baseball team. Um, and what I see with what Sean is mentioning and what I imagine with you is there are these there's people that – and sometimes they might not even be – and we've talked about this in a podcast before. People like Jose Altuve, which is slightly different. But these players that might be very good but also they're kind of cultural heroes where you're around. I think of like Jason Veritek. Like not not a, a typically great player but someone that, that people uh, get around. Who is the knuckleballer? Uh, which one? They've had two. They've had two in our lifetime. Uh, You're thinking of Tim Wakefield, though. I'm thinking of Tim Wakefield. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I didn't want to get that anymore. But so there are there are all these different players that that represent something. But for me, uh, that's where also part of the difference is is it's not a local team necessarily. Though I see a lot of right. Giants games given where I live, uh, so it's been easy for me to watch. But the other thing is, this is a singular person that has kind of been uh, football for me, and I was really concerned. Uh, concerned is the wrong word. But um, I think when I was growing up, when I started watching baseball, for instance, was about the same time Derek Jeter came on the scene. And as, as a younger person who's like eight or nine, I'm like, oh, wow, this, this dude is, is jumping and throwing, and he's, he's just a pretty good all-around player, and he's a winner, and he seems like a really cool guy. I thought at some point, probably around 2010, because I didn't watch a lot of baseball, I thought the same thing, which is, am I going to stop watching baseball when Derek Jeter retires, that hasn't been the case at all. I've, I've become maybe a more uh, educated baseball viewer, and also the Nats being local, they're they're kind of fun to follow. But I think the singular thing driving my football watching that 
that partly does it. And I would also maybe another example I would ask you about, uh, Sean or, or Max, is what about people that are our age and are like, okay, any game that LeBron is playing, I will tune into. I mean, I would say that I'm kind of in that camp. I mean, I I don't know that I even have the attention span to watch a whole uh, sporting event end to end. Well, that's not true. I watched a lot of the World Series this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've so I've had that same baseball experience you had, not younger, but in the last few years, sort of returning to baseball after some uh, some time off and getting sucked in by. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole, and then uh, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, and George Springer. But the so the Pirates are going to have an interesting reckoning very soon, where they are probably, I, I would say, they're probably going to trade uh, McCutcheon and or Cole uh, yeah. potentially even before next season starts. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to care about that team anymore uh, yeah. once they're gone. So that's the one that I want to get to, which is kind of the jumping around with the players. And Max, mm-hmm. I know you had you have some thoughts on that. I have a whole bunch of different thoughts now. I don't know what direction to, to take this Go in. Go ahead. I don't think it's that typical. I think the majority of sports fans for uh, regional teams uh-huh. – um, are probably more fans of, of teams than individual players. Well, I don't think they would necessarily follow yeah. the players. Or or I think it's um, there might be a player that piques your interest, but then you kind of stay for the whole team. Um, but the well, but I think a lot of people have their have their regional um, yeah yeah devotion. It may be driven by a player. I think it's interesting devotion too. Devotion is about, a really good word from a New Englander. <laughs> <laughs> think about um, different sports too. I think it's interesting that you're talking about football and you're talking about someone who's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And you know, typically you think of the quarterback as like the face of the team. They yeah. they can really they steer they can steer the team. It'd be interesting if if your favorite player was like a cornerback, for mm-hmm. instance. And would you have that same kind of thing? And then there's also there's you know I think. Football is different because they're much larger rosters. You think about basketball, where one player can make probably a bigger difference. Maybe not than a quarterback, but then maybe like a lineman. But then you think about, I don't even, maybe like golf, if you have a favorite golf player. That's oh. not even a team sport. So they're, I, yeah, I, but they're I think also not regional. I think I, the team sport thing is, is important here, so it's it's good to say that. Because uh, are you gonna, you're going to get upset if like the golfer switches from Titleist to Nike. This is a thing that people get upset about, yeah. d- d- true, truly. But that's that's a sl- it's not the same team so, mentality. Sure. But you <laughs> you mentioned something that I thought was hilarious. Where okay, if I if I'm a big well, actually I am a big Boris Diaw fan. He's not a superstar. He's he's it's a lot of ways my favorite basketball player, but. If I bounced around and got a new Boris Diaw jersey and I rooted for his team everywhere he played, I thought that that might be kind of weird, especially if you did it with like a big superstar who played with like three teams. Max, you had a thought on this. It was your immediate thought, and you haven't shared it with Sean, so you should say it. Well, my immediate thought was just that's totally fine. That's what their that's what their family and friends probably do. <laughs> Which is I like I'm such an easy it's such an easy response, and but. The thing is, is there's a connection with that player. My connection with the player is the word you just mentioned, which is devotion to Boris Diaz feeling and who has the best espresso in San Antonio. Um, so I uh, like is that the thing like to have an excuse, like have a pocketed excuse that makes it okay? Because I've gotten in. I don't, 
arguments. Do you need one. I, well, yeah. I mean, who are you getting in arguments with? I've well, gotten in arguments with people before. They, because oh, you're not a real fan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, so yeah. I should point out that our our last episode, uh, the last episode of this podcast was about internet comment sections. Yeah. And that that is exactly the place where that sort of sentiment lives. The oh, you're not a fan. Like, it, you know. It, and and I Max, I agree with you. It's not a real issue, uh, but there are certainly people out there in in droves that want you to think that it's a real issue. Yeah, if um, you're a if you're a fanat <laughs> if you are a fan a fanatic about a team, that means that you're almost you are. There's a level of willingness to you are fanatical for that team. So you would defend it, and what I would say is. I, I've, you know, I root for the Giants. I, I do, and I'm upset at how their season is going because last season it looked like that they would be on the come up. And I like Odo Beckham Jr. and, uh, you know, I, I think that their receiving core is, is kind of fun. But it is, I'm a fan of Eli Manning. At the end of the day, I've been a fan of Eli Manning for a long time. So I, I think that it just kind of does glom on. So if someone comes out and he's like, "Oh, why aren't you a Washington fan?" It's like. Because they don't have my favorite player, like that. That would that's a simple response for me. So wait, so There's let's a lot of responses to that. Let's. Question. I, I, I want to follow this thread a little bit. So let's let let's play this out a, a couple different ways. Let let's say, you know, let's say in all of these scenarios, this season is Eli Manning's last season with the New York Giants. Yes. Let's say that next season. Or, or after the season, Eli retires. He's done. No, yeah. no Moss football for me. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do? Basically, what I'm doing right now, which is, I watch Sunday night football, or you know, I I watch primetime football with people. I am watching the football because it is a social activity. <laughs> I am not. I couldn't tell you very much at all about any of the games I've I've watched except for. The times that the Seahawks are on, I'm like, oh, there's Ode Ibushi. He went to school with me. That's that's the extent of my game watching. I recall that stuff, or maybe there's a cool play here or there. But I'm not going to watch football. I am going to hang out with people, and it is a social thing. Okay. So now, let's say this year is Eli Manning's last year with the New York Giants. Yeah. And next year, he signs with the Arizona Cardinals. What are you going to do? I'm I'm going to drive to Arizona and go to their front office and say, "Look, this is not a sustainable strategy. You gotta cut, stop hiring old people for this job." Larry Fitzgerald aside, he's an alien. But I will, in that instance, I will. Part of it has to do with is Eli going to play? If he's going to be their starter, I'll watch if he's on. I want to see how it works out. But honestly, what'll it'll be the same situation, which is I'll follow it, I'll check box scores, but because that's what I've been doing this year. I, I have I don't have cable anymore. I tried not to watch football unless it's with people. Um, really, kind of the same approach I have to drinking. I try not to do it unless I'm with people. <laughs> but uh, in it's a social thing. But yeah, so this is interesting. I, I have to. I'm curious now in that hypothetical where Eli goes and plays for the Cardinals. Do you root for? And I, I, this is very closely related to the connection that I have with oh, no. 
football players yeah. is through fantasy. Yeah. Do you root for the player or do you uh, root for the team? Would you root yeah, for the Cardinals no. or would you just root for Eli I, to have a good game I would, and not care about this, the outcome at, of the game? As is usually the Ooh. case with with Eli, it's it's really I root for him. He he very much has a style of playing and everyone's always like, "Oh, he throws these dumb interceptions." If you watch the interceptions, he has these dumb throws that he does where he just chucks it and he's like not he's not looking where it is, but he does that enough that <laughs> yeah. he's done that his whole career. Oh, and great. so I know that he is throwing it to a spot where he expects someone to be and there shouldn't really be anyone there to intercept it. Occasionally there is. I, I get that. Occasionally I like that he takes risks. I think that's I like that reality as opposed to, you know, Alex Smith style offense or whatever. Um and a lot of those interceptions that do happen are also because his receivers will do foolish things. Plaxico Burris quitting on balls is something that I will always recall. But yeah, so my whole time watching Eli has a lot of times I want him to show, pe- show people that they were wrong. And it would be great if next year he had a good season, even if it was on a losing team, uh, to show like the problem wasn't him. It was Ben McAdoo and their inability to have an offensive line. Well, we all know so that you... the problem is Ben McAdoo. <laughs> yeah. he, why did he change his hair? Why did he try to be slick? Why did he have to do that? So, Just... so you wouldn't really root for the Cardinals. You'd root for Eli. I'd root for Eli. So you're not a real fan. Okay. So, so <laughs> wait, all right. Wait, excuse Shut us. There's the going to be a stabbing. <laughs> this is this is what, but this is what I wanted to get to though, and this is why this isn't an issue because the the internet. You're not a fan, folks. Are 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 trying to police essentially bandwagon fanning? They're trying to prevent somebody who's been like a Pacers fan for most of their life from just becoming a Golden State Warriors fan now. Wow. Um, but you you are not looking. You, you're not particularly interested in rooting or, or like being a fan of an NFL team necessarily. No, it's I, not like if Eli leaves the Giants, you're going to start pulling for the Washington Racelers or the Baltimore Ray Lewises. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, because all of a sudden now that's like, now that I don't have the thing that was making me a fan of the Giants, now I'm just going to go for one of my local or local ish teams. Yeah. Um, and, and, and really, like, that is why. Ultimately, I, I think Max and I are both right, and that this is this is not a real problem. Yeah, I, it, the the thing that's more likely. I mean, again, I'm not really following um, uh, football so much anymore, but it is not that different than kind of what I do with Joe Harris and maybe to a greater extent Malcolm Brogdon in the NBA. These are players that I feel like I, I have a connection to because they went to UVA. Eli going to Ole Miss, I being from an Ole Miss family. Uh, these are people that I've kind of seen grown, and I feel like there's an investment is in that, as opposed to you certainly have an investment in your community. But like, I didn't. I, well, I guess even with this, I didn't really have a choice in in where I was born, but I did have more of a choice in where I went to school and the players I followed. It's like I've I've grown from I've I've grown with them in some ways, though not not vertically or being able to jump but i always check in on joe harris and, and malcolm brogdon's stats and i really like watching the bucks max so yeah i was gonna say the only for for maybe basketball players i root for i'll root for malcolm brogdon mm-hmm. but i think that goes back to the whole family thing it's yeah. like i have a legit connection to him yeah. that's why i'm rooting for him yeah. I, I don't think it's that like yeah it might be a little weirder if then like his mom rooting for him mm-hmm. but it's 
I don't think it really matters if you if you like a player. Yeah. You can you can cheer for them. But you may not be a fan of the team. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, in this, I, I like that they're on the team. Um, but at the end of the day, I like them. Sean, you mentioned the Pacers. If there was if there was a kid in Indiana and he's 15 years old and he's only ever known Paul George as the face of the Pacers, and if he wants to be an Oklahoma City fan now, I'm not mad at him. No, not at or all. Or her. I'm not mad at them. But part of that is also that Paul George is still in the league. If Paul George had, uh, or like if if that if there was a, a kid from Indiana who grew up in the 80s and 90s and was a big Reggie Miller stan, like when Reggie Miller retired, you know, I, I think that's perhaps more like uh, the scenario that you are are mm-hmm. shortly about to find yourself in. Yeah, and. You know, it would be, it would maybe be a little odd, you know, for for that kid from Indiana to all of a sudden just be like, oh, I don't know, I like the Lakers now. Yeah, no, that's that. That's, but guess what? It would just it would be a little odd. It also it wouldn't fucking matter. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the nature of sports fandom at the end of the day. So this does get does tend to be moot, but. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I think I'm just I'm letting I'm letting the this it's not even trolly. It, it's it really is the kind of understood mechanism for fandom, which is your your local team. Which I don't know how it works then if you live in Alabama because they don't have any sports within hundreds of miles of them. It feels like, but I, I think that that's in some ways lazy. And by my thinking that it's weird to follow a player instead of a team, I'm kind of letting that mentality win. Which, as Max, you mentioned. We're in such a fantasy mode now that you kind of root for players anyways. So this yeah. is... I mean, that's certainly something we've talked about on this yeah. pod before. I think, I think it could be interesting to follow a player that does move around a lot. Yeah, I think it's definitely easier to root for a player-slash-team combo if a player is playing for a long time or all of their career with one team. Uh-huh. Because you probably get used to rooting for their teammates a little bit. Because yeah. obviously, like, Eli can only do well if he connects with his receivers. But then if all of a sudden he keeps moving around and yeah. you're playing against different defenders, that that, that could it's, be a it's little ha- it's interesting. Hard. It's, it's hard for a star, which is usually who you'd want to follow, to play for, I'd say, more than three teams. Because, one, the length of the career, and then, two, if you are a star, someone will say, hey, here's a boatload of money. Stay with us for a while. So, like, you have people that drop off. Like, now Dwight Howard has been on a number of teams. He is, to a great degree, a pariah, and also his skills have become not as useful as they... As hey, Dwight Howard's kind of back this year. He's rebounding that's, like a monster. Well, that's that's cool, probably because but, he is somehow the quickest person on the Hornets. But guess what? Dwight Howard is not a star and has not been a star for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's my point. Yeah. I, this was very helpful. I appreciate it. I'm I am going to be sad when when Eli's, uh, you know, when Eli's watch has ended. I will be sad. I'll I think I'll be happy that the uh, the the mouth breathing percentage of the NFL will have decreased a little bit, or maybe by a hundred percent. I don't know. I I think this is unfair. Okay, <laughs> at least at least he probably uses sunscreen as directed by real doctors. Oh, Real doctors. Boy. Okay, let's let's maybe call time on this one before I'm we sorry, go I down that I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Way. I just heard some quacking from some small game. <laughs>
Okay. All right. Uh, if you have thoughts on uh, what to do when your favorite player leaves uh, leaves a team, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod and let us know what you think. All right. That means it is time once again for our favorite segment of the show. Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for this week? This one is uh, really simple. Uh, and I I was playing every Tuesday night, a friend of the pod, Kevin, and I go and play basketball with some men of varying ages. And I played in a game recently, and uh, I made a pass that uh, was, was pretty cool. And I was, I, the next night, I came home and I was like, how... How did I do that? And I was trying to reenact it, and I was like, oh, I, I need to get my basketball, and um, I'm going to go in my room and like try to throw the pass at my bed and see how I did it. Because this is, this is things that you do when you live by yourself and you're as vain as I am. So I tried to do this, and of course, it, I, didn't, I wasn't able to do the pass correctly. You know, no one's there. Again, it's just me. I'm passing towards bed wall situation. So I m- didn't aim the pass correctly. And uh, I'm, I'm not sorry for doing that and hitting my light and my cabinet and making a loud noise and all the cursing that happened from it. No, no. I'm sorry for leaving my water bottle open, which is, Max, this is a 32-ounce water bottle. You, you know it well because you have the same one. I had left the cap open, so I did not prepare properly for this. And I proceeded to clean up water from my carpet for the next five to ten minutes while cursing because I had, like a child, played in the house with a ball. And um, instead of learning those lessons like a child does, I, uh, I soiled my carpet with 32 ounces of water right next to my bed, which was then wet when I went to sleep in it that night. So Nailed it. I'm, I'm sorry for being particularly egregious in my preparations <laughs> for indoor activities <laughs> um all right yeah, back. max you have you have a big idea this week i do this is exciting yeah i'm gonna tell us yeah tell the so world. i'm gonna shout out my um i'm somewhat new to podcasts but i do listen to we know. um well the listeners might not i do listen to some other podcasts and i just wanted to uh to yes. shout out one that I listen to. So I listen someone, to... Is, someone is recommending podcasts besides me. Yes. Yeah, so I, I listen to Freakonomics with Stephen Dubner, and that's an NPR podcast, and we, we like to support uh, public radio. I think they do great things, and mm-hmm. I, I, I like the way that, that Stephen presents a lot, of, a lot of interesting topics. But that's not, that's not who I want to talk about today. I want to talk about uh, Stuff You Should Know, which is a How Stuff Works brand. Yeah. And that is uh, two gentlemen, Josh and Chuck, and they basically, they, they teach, they teach. They're yeah. um, they're explaining things. It's hard to say exactly what because they've done episodes on a whole variety of things. Um, but it's relevant because they just actually recorded their one thousandth episode. Yeah, which is a, a couple more than than we've recorded here. Uh, yes, um, only like ten times as many. But we'll get there. <laughs> and uh, and they did it on a subject that's that's near and dear to my heart, which is The Simpsons. Simpsons has been on TV for a long time. Mm-hmm. I grew up watching The Simpsons. So it was it was cool to bring those two things together, but I, I highly recommend yeah. stuff you should know. That's... They um they get really excited about the the topics they talk about, and it's it, you learn a lot of interesting interesting stuff. Um, that totally you should agree. probably know. 
And and as someone who's done this, uh, I, I've been listening to them since since I started listening to podcasts when I my first semester of college, and they were one of the first ones I listened to, and I've listened to them ever since. So seeing them hit a thousand is great. I saw them live a couple years ago, and it was really really great. Um, and just I don't know, it's support support podcasts, uh, yeah. but also support people who are good at it thing that's not easy i mean they've researched and, a thousand topics at least yeah. and pumped out great podcasts on them yeah they just they can make they can make topics that you wouldn't think are interesting very interesting mm-hmm. they talked about spam for 45 minutes they yeah. talked about amelia Earhart and all these things that are just it's just a really great i find it a great way to, to spend my commute so so podcasts are good josh and chuck are good um check Sh- them out Josh and Chuck talking about it. The Simpsons is really good. I, I've never, I've never been a significant watcher of The Simpsons, and I loved that two episode series. It was great. They yeah. did. A, I mean, you know, Pierce, you talked about seeing them live. I, I have not seen them live, but they recorded a live podcast this year on the DB Cooper heist. It was yeah, it was so cool. It 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 helped when when I was in, especially when I was walking, well, when I was walking around Nice and Madrid by myself, I listened to a bunch of the podcasts. That's where I listened to the thousandth episode. And I'm, yeah. I'm walking, to be quite honest, I'm like walking up to go to the Matisse Museum and I'm listening to them. I'm like, this is so cool. They're so excited. They've been doing this. They're yeah. maybe the, they're one of the best people at this in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy for their success. Yeah. And and Mr. Plow is 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 twenty five years old as of like a week ago. That is a Simpsons episode. Is that That's... is that the one that a lot of people are like? This is the best one. Oh no, no, uh, Mars, it... uh, Marge in the monorail. I yeah, always hear about that. That's probably there. But um, Mr. Plow is a, is a great episode. But they they present it really well, and they're um yeah, full support. We we aspire to to be that that. Well, actually, no, we aspire but to be the... mediocre. So yeah, but their that. third person doesn't talk at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can we can do that. We can make that our, happen, man. Our fourth our, relegation. Our fourth person, the intern, doesn't talk. So. That's right. true. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, they are they are definitely, uh, I think, are, are one of the the shows that we we model after, just in terms of wanting to be consistent and, and to do something of quality. Um, so, you know. Hats off to Josh and Chuck. Uh, uh, you guys don't listen to this show, but if you come to Charlottesville, uh, buy you a beer. Uh, I would imagine you guys would do the same in Arlington. Yeah, uh, yeah. we we love what you guys do. So uh, thank you. Um, and that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod, or drop us a line at it's pretty okay at gmail dot com and let us know what you think. You can get this and every episode of the show at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com, or you can subscribe to our feed so you never miss an episode. You can find us on iTunes or really most other places that you get podcasts. If you do that, please do us a favor, leave us a rating, a review, comment, something, you know, any of those things help other people find the show. And, and, and that's really, uh, that's the goal is to, to you know try to introduce new people to to this thing that we think they might like um so you can you can help us with that we will be back again next week to talk about something else until then i'm sean i'm pierce i'm max thanks for listening summertime